How's it going? Welcome to the, the live podcast of the Patriot Game. I'm Lee Fitz in Belfast, and as ever, I'm joined by Pierce in Dublin. Um, we're missing Martino tonight, Pierce. There's rumours going about that there's a two-for-one deal for the uh, fake tan in Martin Lopalaza. <laughs> I think he's an eight tonight. He's what? He's an eight like Ross from Friends. <laughs> <laughs> you can picture him with his Larry Trigger's got me. <laughs> How you getting on, mate? All, all going well? All going well in Dublin? Ah, not bad. Sick of the lockdown now. Wish we were like you, was able to go out. Have a nice yeah, Sunday lunch. The only thing about that is you're getting food and it's blowing down the street and there's fucking people running down alleys and stuff. So Yeah, this country um, wasn't made for going out. No, definitely not, mate. Couple of haters, couple of haters do the job, like and they're throwing blankets over you as well. So that's good. Like, but um so no Celtic this weekend. How's that? It's great, isn't have it? You, have you enjoyed it? Yeah, it's great waking up, isn't it? You've nothing to dread. Oh mate, it's unreal. It's absolutely unreal. Just a like a wee release. It's, it's I'm just sick of being negative, mate. This season has just been like one negative weekend after one negative weekend. Yeah, it's since just, the very uh, start, like back in August, it's just been like even when they were winning, you knew something bad was coming. Did you get that at the start of the season? Like I got a wee bit of it. Like from the very off, I just sensed that something wasn't right. Like the whole for- the very first match, yeah, that like the whole body yeah. goalie, goalie situation and stuff. And I yeah, was like, the, com- the Kilmarnock one when they drew, I was like, you just knew something. And then there was the Champions League after that, and you just knew it was going to fall. 100%. Apart. 100%. See, just talking about it before we get into what we were planning to talk about, like there must have been some amount of pressure, like amongst the players and stuff. Like there had to be, like even the management that. and above, like it had to be, like. Because they didn't. The last game was the middle of March. They had like a six months build up. And everyone was talking about it. Like from the moment the league was called, everyone was just talking about the ten. And then the Adidas, remember the Adidas stuff was like a decade in the making, and that just backfired terribly. <laughs> that jersey definitely didn't didn't deserve a season. Did it? Those three jerseys. I don't normally buy this stuff, but I bought. I was like kid in a shop. It was just give me it all, mate. Once they got released, the tracksuits and all again, run about like a full kit wagger, full tracksuit on. <laughs> Sacks pulled up their knees, just love it. Netflix. <laughs> but I made something time to go on holidays and put it on. Oh, definitely, definitely. But just from the very off, there was just a sense that, like, that there was a there just something wasn't right within the club. Um, and then obviously the results started to prove that. And then, like, just running into January and stuff with the whole Dubai situation, like, hey, anyone thought that was a good, good idea to go to Dubai? We're not going to really get into Dubai on this episode because we're here for. For the rest of the but next yeah. January. <laughs> <laughs> oh, mate, but uh, I was just what did you what like just talk about recent events and stuff with the supporters update? What did you make of it? Like the email that was getting sent about? Oh, I was, I've never seen that. It was like you know, when a politician talks for a ever and they say nothing, there was absolutely nothing in that update. It was just uh, we haven't done anything but stay tight. And then they started the guilt trip, it was like, but we need you for next season. It's just yeah. Oh, it's horrible the way they do it. 100% and talking about getting back into the stadium and stuff for next year and the whole transition. That scared me. I was like, the transition between Peter Lowell to Don McKay with his beautiful, his beautiful hurling. But <laughs> it's like Peter Lowell is like Palpatine from, Sky, from Star Wars or something. You, know I mean? <laughs> you can just picture him being there for about three to five years with the big screen of him. Do you know what I mean? It's totally far. Yeah. And they're all looking up, look up, looking up at him for, for instructions. But he's got nowhere. I do, he'll get some other job, I'd say. They'll just keep him there hanging about. Fancy. I think him, so, yeah. Yeah, I'd say they'll do a reshuffle on the board and he'll be like, 
honorary chairman or something anyway. Oh, just a wee job for the boy or keep him, keep him happy, keep him sweet. Yeah, he could be a new manager. Maybe he's doing his badges at the moment. <laughs> Would he do a better job than Neil Allen? <sighs> who, who couldn't do a, a worse job than how that was going for six? But sure, know, all of us idiots could tell back in September, October, it was going to fall apart. Yeah, 100%. 100%. And you were made the, what was it, there was comments going about that you were entitled and stuff because of the success, the success of our last 10 years. So um, it didn't turn out too well, did it? Uh, and it's like, see, if you, it's a crying shame they never did one of those uh, Amazon all or nothing documentaries because it would be the best. You'd love to see what was going on behind the scenes because I'd say you couldn't make it up. It's like the Sunderland one is bad, but I'd say this would be 10 times worse than the Sunderland stuff. It would be unbelievable if you know. Could you imagine and uh, say the bus after like the defeat of Ross County? Could you imagine, could you imagine that? See, on that plane. point. See, on that point, with with everything that was going on, and do you remember Jeremy Frimpong when he went to Bayer Leverkusen, he was asked about that. He was asked about like the fans' reaction to the defeats and stuff, and he was coming off with comments like, oh, you can't win every game. And, you know, that shows you that that was probably the, the idea, like that was going through all the players' minds at that time. Some players, anyway. Yeah, I think they, I, I think you could tell, particularly now looking back, they packed it in, I'd say, in November, December. They knew themselves they weren't going to win it. And then, it was finished after Dubai. That Hibs game was the end of it for me, anyway. Big ten, no, one hundred percent. And like, I again, you talk about the sort of the weirdness that was going on with the club, and it was just, I, it was just unbelievably bad. Like, and yeah, when when Frimpong jumped ship, it was like, don't get me wrong, like the offer that came in for him and stuff, it was it was never going to get turned down. He was always that was always going to be accepted. And good luck to him anyway in Germany and stuff. But you want to sort of. In the middle of January, though, and we again, this is just classic Celtic. We didn't sign anyone until your pal signed on the last day of the window on loan. There's <laughs> absolutely no as if they just as if they who's were like, my, Who's my pal, mate? John Joe Kenny, <laughs> <laughs> he's no pal of mine, mate. Oh, <laughs> uh, John Joe, God love John Joe, and big Shane Duffy's way back to Brighton as well. Yeah, it's just I don't know what happened there, God. I know his dad obviously died, but it was just. I like. I felt sorry it, for him. It was no, you did. You did hundred percent. He's obviously, do you know, what I'm, he's Ireland captain. Like, obviously, yeah. incredibly talented and stuff. But I've talked about this with a few people and stuff, and like, there's obviously a huge golf and class and stuff between the Premier League and and the SPFL. But like in Scotland, with with Shane Duffy, do you think there was a wee sense of like that ignorance, but like sort of going up and going right? This is going to be. A great year. I'm going up. I'm going to win ten in a row. I'm going to be playing for Celtic, and I'm going to coast it. Uh, I think I was. I think he definitely thought this would be easy. I'll just. I'm bigger than everyone. I'll just start smashing through people, and then didn't happen. At all. There wasn't really one game. I know we scored in his debut, but can you think of any game where you thought he's going to? Uh, he was like brilliant in that game. Probably his debut. His debut. He scored on his debut, didn't he? Yeah, he scored in his first two games. He scored the last game, then. Yeah, he scored. They played Saint Mirren, didn't he? he Scored a winner out of one of the goals, anyway. He definitely did. I oh, definitely did. So when he came, and I was, I was absolutely buzzing. If you go, <laughs> if you go back from the tweets, it was like, this is it, this is it, ten in a row. But again, like you just you talk about that, and I talk about this all the time, like in Scotland and stuff, where it's not really the fact that you don't get as much time on the ball and stuff isn't isn't respected enough. Like you're going from obviously he was with Brighton, 
uh, for the last couple of seasons, and he's sort of playing in a defensive minded team. But when you're going to play for Celtic and you're playing in an offensive, you know, well, man, to be a offensive team um, until this season. But <laughs> do you know what I mean? So that's a big transition. But obviously, he had a lot of things going on um, personally as well, and God love him. But um, I'm just, I'm, I am, I'm gutted to see that it didn't, it didn't turn out well for him, and he's away back. But uh, just talking about like the rebuild and stuff, we've we've spoke about this many times off air and stuff, and we could go through the team now and like basically say yes or no. Who would you keep? Who would you, who would you not keep? I get it up here now, and so we'll start, Barkas, we'll yes, I have a keep Barkas. Yeah, I I think there might there might be a goalkeeper in him. You never know. Hundred percent. There's obviously Bane. No. Bane's gone, man. Bane. He's all right for a second, second choice keeper. Like if you need him for if there's anyone injured and stuff, he's definitely um you could throw him on there for a game or two. But you need a solid, solid goalkeeper. Like with Barkas, just going back to Barkas, um, Salig obviously the scout. Well, again, talking about the scouting, <laughs> but they're obviously they obviously was him for a good while, and they obviously like what they're seeing. And it, it's hard to replace like players like Fraser Foster. Like how many points did he save us last year? Um, save us all sorts. One is the League Cup single-handedly against them and when you're going in you're trying to replace someone like that there it can be very very difficult but obviously with COVID now as well that definitely plays a part look at look at El Hamid as well and and right yeah. back like he just couldn't settle whatsoever like he you know we talked to Tom Boyd and stuff and talked to a few other ex-players and what they were saying was that you're basically in isolation like do you know what I mean yeah. you're, you're basically by yourself or with your with your loved ones you're not getting to spend much time with other other players outside or or, or whatever else but I would keep Barkas. I would I would give him another crack and see. Basically, I think that there's there's definitely a goalkeeper in him. Um, I was reading actually Charlie McGrew's comments on him as well. He was basically saying the same sort of thing. But I keep him. Yet. So I I he can't be that bad if he's the Greek goalkeeper and he has played in the Champions. He he, he can't be that bad, and that's what you were saying about signing players from foreign countries and they're coming here. I think he might be. I don't know. I don't think his family are back in Greece, so he's on his own. You know, tell me. Imagine you moved like on your own. Yeah, like in any job, your head would be all over the place. But that's we always do stuff like that. You signed El Hamid signed. Uh, I think he played for two other clubs and came home because of homesick. Shved he went to Sevilla before and went home because he's homesick. Seemingly, <coughs> he doesn't speak a single word of English. They just seem to just sign players, and there's no kind of background check done into players. It's just look, he might play, it might work. No, definitely. Um, I would. I would keep him just to see if we do go into some sort, some form of normality. Um, Harry, if it, if he does settle better, and obviously with that, there it may carry through to um, his performances on the pits. And who knows, Eddie Howe could come in if it is Eddie Howe. Um, <laughs> if he comes in again, he's been confirmed about twenty five times this season, hasn't he? Like Easter weekend was the one. Do you remember that was when everyone was like, oh, he's he's happening next week." I mean, there's been many. There's been many times. There's a few boys on Twitter sweating it out. I'm sending a few, uh, a few prayers for a couple of boys. Um, God, yeah, God love who them. have been, who have been, putting it, who have been putting it out there. So <laughs> I wouldn't like to be in their shoes. I definitely no, wouldn't. But I think that the general feeling has to be surely, surely to God, like it's close. It has to be close. Like the general talk seems to be that he's done and it's waiting on the bomber people. But they're in the playoffs, so they're probably waiting until they're knocked out of the playoffs. Well, hopefully knocked out of the playoffs before they can confirm them coming up. Because unless everyone's pal Strachan and Kennedy are staying, that would just be 
could you imagine? Be Gavin on his laptop or his playing his <laughs> trying to be his Angry Birds record. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God love him. He's another boy. He's just talk pure and other. Uh, he's been slattered this year. God love him. But um, I'm sure, he's a nice listen, Oh, he probably is. I right, will never get the normal. Like, but I right, but uh, <laughs> yeah, just going back to that team. Just before we we we'll talk about Eddie Howe at the at the sort of end of the show. Um, moving on to right back. Obviously, my pal. Um, yeah, John Joe Kenny, he's gone, gone. He's one of these I, fellas you could see playing like league two or non league in a few years because he looks terrible. Yeah, I made a man to an Everton fan. I was asking about him when he first signed, as you do. And he was basically saying that he's sort of good going forward with the ball and he's sort of um, not the best defensively. Uh, but that again, it just looked like it was just a. <laughs> I mean, honestly, oh, honestly, like, I, I've never, I've said it, I don't think I've ever seen a, a worse player, honest, honest, at the, you know, that, that back pass at Abrax, for me, he shouldn't have, it's nothing against him personally, but when you're making decisions like that in big games, like, surely to God, there's someone else there that has to be given a chance to come back in and play, like, you're going to play against them at Abrax again. And again, Kennedy refers back to that same sort of setup, that same team. And you're like, it's not going to work. Team. It's just not going to work. Give someone else a chance. There has to be someone else there who could come on and do a better job. And if it is someone um, from the youth team or whatever else, if they do have a bad well, performance, you can sort of... Yeah, 100%. Like, and if he does have a sort of off performance, you can understand it because... like. He's young and he's only coming through. And but I'd rather much, much, much rather see a player like that be given a chance than someone who has repeatedly failed this season. Uh, again and again, like, the first game was commanding. I think he put a half decent cross in that night, and that was it. I never thought he was good, and then it just moved on to. <laughs> I tweeted. I tweeted after yeah. it, directly after he, he put that ball in the back, and I tweeted right away and said that uh, he's the answer. He's the answer to Jeremy <laughs> from ball. That's the question. <laughs> Oh, mate. Uh, well, that tweet will haunt me forever. Moving on to the centre halves. Christopher Julian, for me, he's a definite yes. I, I, he's, he's the best they've got, but uh, I still don't think he's a world beater, but he's the best we've got. Iris definitely away. He seems to do well, doesn't he, in the big games, Julian? He yeah, seems the European do... games, he always does well. But then he does. random small teams bully him. And then he plays against Livingston and just gets free about like a tracksuit. Yeah, <laughs> he does like, but he's a definite yes. He's obviously come back from an injury, but um, it'd be good to get him back in there and solidify that defense a wee bit. Um, and then Chris Iyer, Chris Iyer just looks as if um, he's going to get that move away. Um, it'd be great to keep him. He's, I wish if he was running on the ground nice I'd back him up, boy, can both forward with a ball. Um, he is he was the best uh, player going forward at Ibrox last week. He was, no, he was 100%. Still a wee bit at times defensively were I think he can make some better decisions um, and obviously like young Welcher as well I think sort of um, yeah there's just a couple of decisions that he's made defensively this season that's been a wee bit sort of weird but um, Welch coming in there as well I think Welch has done really well he looks like a, a solid solid young player and by all accounts he's a great lad as well so um, hopefully he gets the the stay on and get a good get a good shot at his, building his career at the club he got he got a four year deal. I don't think he should be. We should be looking to sign someone better than him to start though from next season. Definitely he can't be the starter next year. He's definitely far, He's miles off being like a very classic going into Champions League qualifiers and 
it'll be him and Beaton probably starting. 100%. Beaton has a lifetime contract, mate. I think he's going to be like John Clark. He's going to be, he's going to be yeah, some tracks out in 2055 or something. <laughs> no, he is. Beaton, he's he's there like eight years. He's going nowhere. And then you don't see him for months and he just pops up in the game. You're like, are you still here? He's like, I, it's like Ralston. I thought he was gone last summer and then he, he was still there. <laughs> Lads, put it right up, Neymar. Keep him. Keep him for the rest of his career. See, speaking Move of on to left back, that was obviously a very pivotal um, point in the season um, for me. Anyway, but just just thinking back to it when he gets sent off at Abrax that we that the season we were all, all like all over them, on top of them, pressing, looked like a goal was going to come, and then that one sort of uh, mistake Stupid, where he talked down crazy decision. It was he talked down Morelos, and then that was all hopes of clawing it back. Um, well. Before that, like you were sort of, uh, it was sort of, it was sort of gone. But that was, it was a big moment in the season. Yeah, that was, um, that was the end. And you knew that was, that was it, wasn't it, mate? End. That was it. That was the, that was the final nail on the coffin. Like moving on in to January, the, January <laughs> moving on to Diego and the uh, and Greg another Castro. one, another one who has um, a world record in Minecraft. <laughs> the best thing he's done this season was, do you remember the Eddie? Someone asked him on one of them live streams about Eddie Howe and he thought it was was French Eddie. He's turning up at Lennox Town tomorrow. (laughs) (laughs) What a performance, mate. Keep him, send him for it. Send him for the crack. (laughs) But again, again, when he started off, it's like there's been a lot of players when they started off this season. You're going to yourself, right? They look look as if they're going to do a job and then he's just turned into an absolute bomb scorer again. Yeah, he's just gotten... He said his first game was the game against them when we got beaten 2 0. And then remember against I keep it was it Lille? Lille away. He was class in the Europa League that night. And then he was everywhere. Slowly just got worse and worse to the yeah. Again, I sort of like, had a fi- I had a feeling about him when he was going forward, he looked like he was full of full of beans, energetic. But his 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 final ball was just criminal. And that's the thing as well. Like when you've got no wing backs or who can't Overlap and how about the, the wingers and fire balls in the backs? It's just going to starve you. Like it's got, and it's no wonder. Like, not making any excuses for the forward players, but that does have a big impact. You need quality, quality deliveries. And there's been so many players in the team this year who are just hitting balls from distance. Like Ryan Christie, McGregor has been a terrible man for it this year as well. But there's been yeah, many chances. Like one that stood out for me with McGregor was the chance at Copenhagen where Edward was clean through when we're away to them. And he oh, just yeah, hit the ball, ballooned yeah. it over the bar, and you're like, give that ball in and give us a, a better goal scoring opportunity. But moving on to McGregor, how do you think he's been this season? Terrible. Like, shocking. I know people, well, like, I'm a massive McGregor fan, but I know people are making excuses. Like, oh, he's got Brown beside him. But, like, eventually that excuse wears off, and you just have to start looking at the player for themselves. And hasn't, hasn't, like, a shadow of a player that he was before. Like, just. But they, yeah. they all have been McGregor Brown. The, the Brown stuff has just been deplorable. Yeah. To keep it, yeah. Brown was done, and everyone knew he was done. It was keep. It was just like, well, you'd keep him on for the ten. No, you don't. Though, like, I mean, I, I, I wouldn't be a fan of them or him at all. But like Ferguson at Manchester United was class at moving players on at the right time, and like he got rid of Kane, he got rid of Beckham, York, Cole, all these players because they were finished. We don't. We seem to keep players and just keep going with them, whether they're whether they could still play or not doesn't matter. They've got a contract. Yeah, hundred percent. Just we spoke before 
Um, we'll come on on our here and we'll talk about Callum McGregor being the next captain. Um, and again, I've seen interviews with like ex players and all, same one with Kieran Tierney, where it was like Callum McGregor is definitely captain material. In terms of um, ability, I think he's been one of the best central midfielders or attacking midfielders that we've had in a long, long time. Um, top, top class player, and he fraved under Rodgers, and I think he would frave under Eddie Howe. I think given that role and having better, better sort of support around him and like better wingers and you know attackers who are actually going to be trying, I think he would frave. But as an as an all round sort of captain. I wouldn't like the same with the captain's armband. For me, he's very subdued on the pitch. He obviously does all his talk over his feet, and that's fantastic. But you just have to look at Scott Brown. Looking back through Scott Brown's career, um, what he does on the pitch, he, it's, it's evident that he stokes the players up. <laughs> Not much this season, but you know, you, you need someone like that on the pitch. You need someone who commands the best of other players. Um, for me, I think someone, I don't think Colin McGregor is going to be given the captain's armband. Um, I don't. And I think if he was to become the captain's armband, you'd think it would probably take away from him playing on his actual plane because you wonder would he try to become like Brown and he's not like Brown. And like, There's nothing wrong with not being Brown, but don't try and become Brown. So I think if there's a new manager coming in, he'd be, I, I wouldn't be surprised if he signs a, a leader, leadership player, maybe an older, wiser player, and they're made captain straight away. John Joe Kenny. <laughs> Straight back in, captain. But speaking on Scott Brown, um, I'm still not ready for him to leave. Like obviously we've spoke about this loads of times, but um for me, he's gonna go down as one of the greatest players ever to play for the club. What he's achieved at Salic is has been absolutely incredible. And I was reading um yesterday about the McNeil family, Billy McNeil's family, um, yeah. obviously thanking and, and speaking about Scott Brown, but that is, and you, you need the echo at, and many people need the echo at, and they're obviously going to be doing the tributes, which is a wee bit weird, um, putting the, the jerseys. It's the stadium now, but yeah. Uh, it's something that you associate with players passing and stuff, but it is, it's a form of, it's yeah. a, it's a, it's a form of tribute, I suppose, but, and he does, he deserves, he deserves all the, all, the lad, he deserves everything. He's been, like what's he won? Ten league titles, six Scottish Cups, six League Cups. Gated Celtic to the um past the group stages of the Champions League twice. Like unbelievable. Yeah. Like played as of, well. Short time, yeah. hundred percent. hundred percent. Outstanding player. Well, I said it was two halves to Brown's career. There was the first half where I wasn't a massive fan, and then there was the second half, maybe after Lennon came in, where he turned into a a good player, and then particularly when Rogers came in, I, those two years he was just exceptional. Brown, he was yeah, like yeah. a new lease of life because remember, he, he, everyone thought he was done, but he came back and then unfortunately, it's a sad way to go out. He basically was, but he was away doing it, he was doing his badges and stuff, and he, he was helping yeah. out with the coaching side of things. And then obviously, Rat the Rat came in there and was like, Listen, you've more to give this team, the cleaner. Um, <laughs> what about that? Did you see it? Did you? <laughs> Couldn't believe it. It's like the, the man he has no shame. Like. No shame at all. He's the gift that keeps on giving me. He's just like, David like, Brent stuff. David Brent. That, I mean, that, that sums him up absolutely perfectly. Like, what was what was the comments? I can't remember all the time. But it's something about the. He spoke with the cleaners, and it was like he wanted boxes removed from. Yeah, I tell them how important they are, and, and if anyone has an issue with them, tell them to come to me. I think. Shut up, like. It was like, do you remember when he was the manager and uh, he said he was in a uh, 
the tra- in a traffic jam in Glasgow, and some Rangers fan came up and knocked on the car and said, "Thanks, Scottish." Look, that didn't happen. That did no, not that happen. Just didn't happen. Yeah, Danny McGrain. Danny McGrain needs to come out publicly and just slaughter him and just say that just didn't happen. I remember, I remember going to he done like a live show down on the waterfront. Um. With Eamon Holmes, and it was all just it was cringe fest like, but it was a good night, I suppose. And he was doing the book, like a book launch and stuff as well. And he was speaking about that. And we just everyone just bought into him. It was like everyone, like there wasn't many people going at the time that didn't really happen. Everyone bought into it and believed it. <laughs> like he's sitting there and that they're going, going to the cleaners and saying, Colo doesn't like boxes, you need to move the boxes for Colo. <laughs> Jimmy Vardy, he's not a big fan of boxes, move them. And he was like, the cleaners. The cleaners are like ten, the felt ten foot tall hat there is comments. No wonder, because they were standing on top of the boxes trying to clear them away. Fucking Egypt. Oh, oh mate. Well, we'll we'll call like we could speak about we could speak about the rat um all night. But yeah, I come back to the team. Come back to the team. Who have on the wings? James Forrest. Well, that was this. another one. Another classic where there was nothing done. When was when's Forrest been injured since September? And they just never bought a winger. It was just looking back, you can tell they'd all given up in January. They, they were like, There's no point putting any money at this or trying to save this because they, they all knew it was the one that was there was nothing to be done. We had one winger, he was out. We managed to discover that diamond formation, which I'm not a big fan of at all. Yeah, there's been all it's just been different things like. And you look at them, um, but they have a set for Mason, and they just and again, I've, I'll, I'll say it, I've, I've said it, man. I don't believe that they're any way better than last year or the year before. They're a lot more solid in their, in their approach and their system. That they're a lot, they're set up much, much better. But overall, as a quality team, I just don't believe that they're they're anywhere near. Like there's been comparisons with like the Invincible team and stuff. Like, God, sad, like and they're just like, stuff. come on, like, like you need to be completely honest about this and just let that go. Um, and just look at the even even how bad we've been this season. There's been two or three games, even though what is it, six games against them, and it's been like five defeats and one draw. Is it six? I, I six or five? The last, sorry, the last six. It's the last six uh, performances. One last them. season as well. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So it's five defeats and one draw. But there's been yeah. there's been games, especially Abrax and stuff, and you're like, well, we're the better team, and we should have got something out of it. But again, mate, it's just like if we had. A good manager in place from the very start of the season. You know, a better crap of players, right back, left back, centre <laughs> half. You just go to yourself. The ten, the ten could have been done. It definitely could have been done, but it's not. It's 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 gone. This season is a total write off. Um, well, if you were, if, it doesn't count. I think if we won't take last year's, and they don't take this year's, and we'll, we'll start again from the nine in a row season from next year. I don't I mean, mind saying scary. this as well. Talking about like they're the team of the season, whatever else. For me, it's been St. Johnson. Fair play to them. Like two, two finals, yeah. Two finals. They've won one, and you fancy them going into this this final I, the, they're, the they're, way they're, they're playing. 100 Ibs with Butler. Oh, big prediction, Pete. Big prediction. You just sure didn't they beat them three 0 on the? The dead eye. The, 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 they're playing. The they're playing really well. But again, for me, and I'm not just saying this. I think that they've been the the team of the season. You have to uh, tip your hat them for play to them. Um. But yeah, Forrest is definitely a yes. I think he's going to be a massive player next year. And again, he's one of them players. You look at him underneath um, Brendan Rodgers. He fraved just performance after performance and solid and just providing unbelievable crosses and stuff for the forwards and stuff. Um, so he's a big, a big yes, P. Yeah, well, 
he's definitely not going to go anywhere. He's, he's clearly like a lifer now, but he. Aye. Hopefully, McGregor's the same. Yeah, we need another winger. And I'd say, like, Forrest was at his best when Roberts was there as well, pushed him because he knew he had to be at it like, every single week to keep playing. Yeah. I think since Roberts left, you can maybe say Forrest's performance haven't been as good as they were under the Rodgers' two years. But yeah, we definitely need Forrest, another winger on the other, other the left hand side, and yeah, just yeah. clear out the rest of that dead wood. Yeah, it's criminal, in it? It's criminal as Watson. Derby yesterday playing and Paddy Roberts yeah, is playing. Paddy Roberts, Derby yeah, and you're good just game like, it was a good game, but you're wasting. You're going a player like him, like when he played with Salik, he was just like it's one of them ones where you're like, if you stay at that club, you become possibly a club legend than like playing in European, like going to like playing in the champ, well, Champions League. Hopefully, the Champions League next year. Um, and then you're wasting him and you're playing like the Championship, like a relegation battle, and you're going. He's just another example of. A serious player, and he's 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 away. Yeah, but he was there with other Celtic legend Kazim Richards as as well yesterday. <laughs> did you see the celebrations? Of, did you see the celebrations of Waghorn? I mean, that must be the greatest achievement of his career. Yeah, he, he was like ripping it up with Ipswich or something in that league. Flan, terrible. Flan. Up here. Ah, he was awful. He's like the coach. He's like he's a coaching capacity at Derby. But he ran on the pitch and was absolutely buzzing. He was going ballistic. Surveying the championship. Stay. Fair play to So, like, I've talked about this man many times this season. And you have a wee bit of a different opinion on El Yaguchi. Yeah, nah, not for me. No? Doesn't turn, up. Doesn't turn up in the big games. Talk about that more, P. What's the crack? The big games, is that I the... just, I think there's a lot of them don't turn up. Against it's not, not like he's obviously a good player and all that, but I, I don't think he's worth any more than four or five million. I don't think I don't think he'd actually I don't think he'd come back to Celtic. I just he's don't say it we we would have bought him. He would have been moving on after two years anyway. I don't think he would want to come back again. You could see him ending up in I don't know. He's not gonna play for Southampton, so I'd imagine he'll end up in a, maybe the Dutch league or something. I just don't think last week he didn't turn up, but none of them turned up last week. Uh, it's not that I, if someone said you could have him for four or five million, I'd want him, but I wouldn't be going out of my way saying he's our number one transfer target. Yeah, he's a he's there's definitely a player in there. Like, um, some performances, yeah. some performances stand out. Um, I'd love to see him saying, um, honestly, I would. Um, and we've talked about it before. Like, if he plays he's in the right position as well, he is 100%. And I'd be if Eddie Howe comes in, I think that, again that he would fray under him. Um, just that we talked about the, the stability in his career. He hasn't had that much stability in his career with playing with Basel and Southampton stuff. And it's just like I know you said there that he probably wouldn't re-sign. I I I gonna disagree with you, mate. I think he he would. Um, especially if it was a manager like Eddie Howe coming in, he may think to himself, right, and get, may give us another crack of the whip and try and get a couple of years at Celtic and hopefully try and um go somewhere else after that. But like. Uh, some of the some of the things going about that he's rated twelve million and stuff, you're just like, uh, maybe not. But um, like like they signed him for that though, didn't they? The, the, I think it was even more. It was more, mate. It, was some, million or uh, it may have been in the round that in the round that price tag. So when we first got him on loan, it was like, what a player we've got here! Absolutely, yeah. Until he got unreal. A hundred percent, and it was a wee bit disappointing. Um, we obviously were successful that season, but 
just going into the season, I think he would have had a, a, a much better impact under a, under a solid coaching team. And then, Franciati. Oh, he's gone. He's not gone from the start of the season, yet, has he? Yeah, he's, I think he could tell. From the, he didn't get his move last year. He was finished. But even before you get onto him, who else in the middle of the park you get rid of? Rogic, I would clear him out. Just in Sham. He's a waste of a jersey. In Sham. He's going to be back, though. Unless, he unless he's getting more managers sacked in France. <laughs> uh, that was like that, that, that was one of the the lowest points of the season the moment, against them all. Like Our players getting other teams' managers sacked. Like Andres Vies Boas, it wasn't as if it was just a nice manager. Like it was a top quality manager. They just went, No, nah, I'm Jack Dan, nah, mate. Nah, nah, you have him. Could have I don't even think. Has he he's made like a few sub sub appearances, but by all accounts, the reports from France are that he's not <laughs> he's not highly rated at all. See, he, when he, he came, he was like he said he's like a month away from being fit to play, which is really how unfit were those players if he was that far off. Because they just came back from Dubai, the training camp. I mean, I see again, like I know it is. It's it's sort of it's so disheartening talking about it, but the fitness we associate sadly with the ultimate professionalism. So you're thinking to yourself, biggest club in Scotland, one of the biggest clubs in the world. You're thinking to yourself, right? They're going to be one of the fittest clubs in 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 the league. They haven't even looked in the top four fittest teams in the league this season. Like with gas going into the last, if you watch any sort of performances this year, any of them defeats, like in the, the Ross County game. The last 15 minutes of that game, we were completely done, like gassed, yeah. completely gassed. Obviously, COVID, you could say that maybe that has had a wee bit of an impact on it. But again, professional sportsmen, they're going to look after themselves. You look in the Premier League, you're not going to, you're not seeing many, many teams who are suffering from the fatigue or whatever else. Sadly, this year, when we've been under the cost, you're, you're just going, we're, we're going to concede here. We're, we're just going to, we're going to concede, we're going to get beat. Yeah, any time there was a free given against Celtic, you were just like, "Here we go, this is it." They've the, the like their stability, or like the fragility of that team is just woeful, isn't it? See, so like any cross into the box, they can't defend. It's just like, where's it gonna go? People are swinging. Some of the, like they were actually lucky last week. Some of the crosses they were sticking in. Your man Tavernier was trying to be like, yeah. they get ahead on that. Like the goals they can. See. What was the? What was the first goal again last week? I can't remember. It was like Kmart roof would come off his chest. Ah, oh, Jesus. Christ. See again, hard as being that. Uh, yeah. He's many yards out, is he, from the goal and he scores with his chest. You're just like, this is just unbelievable. And, and then the second one. Oh, yeah, it doesn't give him any favours. He refuses to block the ball. But you're even like, he's getting beaten. All the goal, even the, the header they scored, the third goal, it wasn't as if that was in the corner. It was just it was like, a joke. Yeah, all the goals. He has to go. Uh, yeah. He's never up there. Again, your goalkeeper needs to, needs to be supportive. If you watch that back, he passes that ball away and he meets the ball. Like There's no one else around him. No one. Cornwall just let him run off and just kind of go points off. Somebody get him and that no was one it. gets him. That was it 100%. It was like just, if you look back at any sort of Glasgow Derby games, any sort of recent Glasgow Derby games, and even before they, they croaked it, um, in the old foreign games, you never really see easy goals like that. That ah, was just one. That was one of them goals where it was like you wouldn't even see that in lower leagues. It's like it's just so amateur. Yeah, but there was no no one in that like well, no one in that club wanted to take responsibility all year for anything. The boys didn't want to take responsibility. 
Lennon didn't want to take responsibility. And then you look at the players, not one of them wants to like, put their hand up and like even simple stuff like balls into the box. I know after they drew one all with them back in that match, was it? Martin O'Neill was talking about the defenders. Like you, you need that people who just want to go and win the ball. And yeah. none of them look like they want to go and win the ball. It's just oh, somebody else deal with that, please. Or oh, not me. I don't want to have to in case they all get caught out for making a mistake. It was, they looked petrified on the ball. It did. It did. It's an opportunity for someone to come out and sit like throw the hands up. Do you remember the Peter Lowell and his lovely Gantt shirt? Jerry uh, McCulloch with, like? with his pre-quasins, like already, you know what I mean? Already answered but the script. That was that like one was... of those. Uh, he clearly must have gave money to somebody who works from uh, go over to the shops, will you? And buy a shirt one of those normal people might wear. Make it look like <laughs> I'm like one of the regular people on the street. <laughs> Here's five hundred pound going by me a normal shirt. Yeah, and he opens like the top two buttons. Like, oh, it's the casual working from home. <laughs> <laughs> Forgot the Tanner's chest. You should have got a. You should have got a few tips from Martino. <laughs> <laughs> no, but again, like it was an opportunity for someone to come out and just like there's been half-hearted apologies all season. The recent um, email um, season ticket holders got again, but they could just come out and just put Mine it on said the table. Dear Christine. What's that? My email said, "Dear Christine." Chris. <laughs> <laughs> You don't look like a Christine, mate. I put no. your board down for a Sarah. <laughs> Patricia, maybe. Patricia. Yeah, mate. But um going forward, like with um with Edward, like we know what we talked on him briefly. Um again, what a player, like superb talent, but just jacked it in. Easy. Didn't want to be here. Um very, very lazy at times and the cup one was the worst, wasn't it? What's it? The cup game at Ibrox, that was the worst one. No, it was. It was. Um, that Balogun, like, I was sort of, I remember saying on a podcast that was sort of a few months back about like, I'm not ready for him to go. And you don't want players, see players who don't want to be playing for one of the greatest football teams in the world. Good luck to you. Empty, good, yeah. good luck to you. If you want to go back and play with your mates in France or whatever it is, good luck. Um, so obviously, he's been a fantastic player for Celtic, but you don't want to be here, mate. Um, all the very best. So talking about this rebuild and what players have you have you been um, looking at players that you like like Salik the Salik the saying? Uh, I I know people, the first one I'd sign is uh, and it's probably not the most popular one. I like I actually like Lewis Ferguson in the middle of the back. I think he's got a bit of dig about him. I know everyone. I know everyone's gonna say it, but I sure. I think he's all right. Good player. Yeah, I think he, good player. You need someone in the, the midfield because we're just weak. I know sometimes he comes some rash challenges but you think if you had a manager that could coach that out of him I think he'd be a bit of a player then you got the lads of Hibs what's his name Porteous yeah him oh then Dyke or Dyke I always keep forgetting which one of them it is the fullbacks yep Dyke yep um, again I agree with you with, with Ferguson um, he does he makes a couple of right decisions and stuff um, but Brown did that as well when he played with Hibs um, yeah he was and it's still he was only first young couple. That's it. His first couple, his first couple of years at Celtic, he did. He made a couple of. He just seemed a wee bit sort of hot tempered at times. But Ferguson, <laughs> I know it sounds <laughs> weird, doesn't it? No, it does. It does. But in the day, if he comes and good luck to him. Like we're saying that Scott Allen, he turned out to be one of the best players ever to play for Celtic. <laughs> <laughs> I was a big. I thought he was going to be fast. So did I. So did I. Yeah. Some of his performances before he saying were unreal. It's her man. You'd love her yeah. like that, wouldn't he? Good looking fella, isn't he? <laughs> <laughs> Another one who loves his fake tan. 
But oh, yeah, I agree yeah. with you about Porteous. Like Porteous, he loves putting it up against them as well. So, um, yeah, but, uh, that aside, that aside, talking about his, his his abilities, I think he could do definitely do a good job. Or like, and I think we'll get him. He wouldn't break the bank. Um, we so, were linked with uh, Declan Gallagher, but he's signed for Aberdeen there in a pre-contract. Happy with that. I don't think he's that good either. Nah, nah, um, no, I'm, I, I agree with you, mate. Then I think a club like Aberdeen, no disrespect to them, I think he'll do well there. I think they're going to have a good season next year with the likes of the Gallagher Shannon and then and, and Scott Brown. I think maybe Ferguson could probably stay for maybe another year, but if, like if Salik's going to come in for him or anyone else going to come in for him, he'd probably bounce. But, um, yeah, like some of them players you talked about, they're, they're not going to break it back. I think like, it depends as well. Like we're we're talking about this just generally, but. Addy Howe, mate, like we talk about this at the start of the show. He has been, he's is been he confirmed. <laughs> again. Uh, again, I think he is. I think <laughs> there's so much talk. Like it's it like there's so much. Like surely the God, like it could it couldn't be it couldn't be false. You're seeing so many accounts and like it's being mass. And the big thing for me, and I talk about it again, that was messing on Salt Lake TV. They don't talk. Like when was the last time you watched Salt Lake TV and like it wasn't scripted or that they don't talk, yeah. they don't talk about gossip, they don't talk about rumors. It, it seems to be just um, the 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 club's lane and stuff. Um, so yeah, that was the big the big one for me. What do you think it is? Sort of holding it up. I know we're talking about the backroom staff. Um, that seems to be the rumor, yeah, because Bournemouth are still in the playoffs. Were, the yeah, they're saying they're going for promotion. Just from what you're reading, people, that might be the hold up. They're waiting on them to get knocked out before they can confirm. But like, they gave Rogers the job and didn't announce like the backroom staff for another few weeks. So I, I don't know. What the hold up can be, and then should be there was this. Remember the rumors that the director of football that's all gone away as well. Fergal Harkin, yeah. I think, I think it's needed no matter who it is you bring in. Um, football's constantly evolving. I think you do, you need to bring someone in there who's going to oversee things that sometimes that the, the coach can't. Um, but Fergal Harkin looked nailed on like again, it looked nailed on, and then Hughes put the spanner in the works. Um, so there hasn't been really much talk about that, but surely the god the main focus right now is bringing in a top quality manager like Eddie Howe. And I know that the the email finished off by they're working hard and they're trying to bring a top yeah. quality manager in. The last time, if you remember, when was it the bidders in the cup, um, Ronnie Dillis last game or his last season, and went out yeah. and, and send a rat. So hopefully, we do bring in someone um, with with who is obviously very very talented. But one thing talking about bringing someone in like Ali Howe that I think we need to learn from our mistakes obviously it was evident like afterwards when when Rogers was talking about there sort of seemed to be a bit of a breakdown with him and Peter Lowell um, yeah. and he spoke he spoke before about like the need for a director of football at Celtic so we must learn from their mistakes surely and and obviously give... yeah they have to be ready because everyone they knew Rogers was never going to stay forever but they had no plan in place, and it was just they got lucky that Lennon had just been sacked by um, by Hibbs. They clearly had no replacement plan or what yeah. we do going forward. So it's, that's why I think they need a director of football because if, if you give Howe the job and Howe's there and he leaves after two or three years, you're back to square one again. At least if you've got a director of football, they'll be putting plans in place and they'll, they'll constantly be looking at who could we look for for the manager if you know Howe leaves or however it is. Roy Kane. Bring Roy Kane as the, as the assistant. <laughs> Just get him in. Get him back. I'd have nowhere near the place. No, that's it. Um, but yeah, mate, again, we do. We need to learn from their mistakes. 
give Eddie Howe what he needs, given give the the much needed transfers. We're gonna need what are you talking? You're you're talking at least five, six signings coming into that team. Um I don't and again Pens who leaves as well. What's it? Again, there's at least five or six of them who are definitely gonna be off. Yeah. And it's the ones you'd want to get rid of. There's a whole new squad. I think it's not going to be solved in one transfer window, anyway. Yeah, it's going to be transitional, isn't it? Yeah, well, that's what the email said, wasn't it? Transitional. Transitional. But yeah, mate, again, you're going on the big season next year. Like You talk about pressure this season and stuff, but I think the pressure is going to be equally. Um, you know, it's going to be, they're going to be bang up for it again. They're going to want to defend that as much as, as possible, win that league. Um, so. League. The Champions League, obviously, it's going to be automatic qualification. So, big incentive for the club as well. If you want to make it into that Champions League, and actually, you know, instead of like even when Rogers was there and stuff, we got a couple of um, good results against like Man City and stuff when they were flying in the, in the English Premier League. But you want to be getting into that Champions League and sort of, you know, getting those old nights back where you were taking results against Barcelona, Juventus, you were beating the likes of Leon, Basel. Now, obviously, the massive gulf financially between. Um, the likes of those clubs in Celtic now, um, there needs to be a massive change there, first and foremost. But you do, if you're going in with, with Eddie Howe next year, going in the end Champions League matches, you want a solid team behind you so that we're not getting beat 6-7-0 and seven <laughs> by It's laughable, isn't it? <laughs> it is laughable. It is laughable. Well, but again, um, we want to remain as, as positive as possible over the next couple of weeks because this season has just been... It's just been dreadful, and Season like even with the the podcast, we want to keep the podcast as upbeat and as positive as possible because it is. It's very hard to get sucked into that vacuum of negativity, <laughs> whatever else the John Joe Kenny negative vacuum. But no, um, what's that, mate? It's just been six months of, from October to now, whatever that is, six seven months. It's just been yeah. horrible. So that's why you, you really need a new manager to come in to like raise people's spirits and get you excited for next season because now I'm just at the stage of dreading the qualifiers because there's nothing to look forward to there's there's no there's going to be a squad gone no manager it just looks like they've nothing in place and they're just chancing it. it's kind of like you know like if you're, do, if you're doing something for work and like someone sends you like oh, have you got that done and you're like yeah 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 I'll have it done in five minutes you're like like, you haven't even looked at doing it. Like, yeah, yeah, but that manager's coming along soon. And if I just run, run it, ring it around, anyone of any managers that are free. <laughs> Here, we'll have, uh, we'll have six points to, to get against the Jansen and Hibs. Guaranteed six points, Pete. Keep, keep, the, keep the gap to 23 points. Ah, yeah. oh, don't remind me. But just Brian Livingston, if they could beat them. If it, that's the only highlight now, if they could somehow get beaten. But then I don't think they're going to get beaten. No, it's like, it just seems like they're going to do it, isn't it? Um, that false invisible season that they keep going on. Yeah. <laughs> they keep going they on about it. Two cups. 100%. 100%. Um, but yeah, St. Johnston up next, obviously being the team of the season this year. Can't um, wait. With our, with our cup. I'm buzzing for it. Honestly, I'm buzzing. going <laughs> to lose sleep. And then obviously Hibs in the last game of the season. So, Scott Brown's last two games for Celtic. It's going to be um, weird not seeing him in the team. Um, he's obviously going to start both games, yeah. Play the full 90 minutes. Oh, obviously, would you expect? <laughs> you <won't. laughs> yeah, he probably said play the exact same team he's played for every other game. Kennedy, that's that's the nine pack. Yeah, Just surely he changes it. Surely he changes. Surely he gives a couple of the young ones a go. Like, 
you want to see Karim Ogo coming in there. You want to see him getting a chance. You want to see other boys. I know Armstrong Ogo Flax is highly rated. Give him a chance. Um, Henderson, Henderson's who? away. What's it? But highly rated by who? Oh, I know. Worried. I know. <laughs> Big time. <laughs> well, not gore. But yeah. Um, that's basically it. That's us wrapped up for the night, mate. We've spoke about all the positive, wonderful things this season. Yeah, it's um, been a great year. Oh, it no, has no. been a great year. But Tuesday night, it's going to be, or sorry, Tuesday, the latest, um, the latest episode is absolutely fantastic. So anyone watching or listening, make sure that you check it out. You don't want to miss it. Um, we'll release all the details on that uh, very soon. So keep the eyes on the Facebook page, the Twitter page of the Patriot Game 1888. Um, any questions you have for any further episodes, just drop us a DM and we'll happily... Actually, there was, there was a few questions. What was the question? There was a question from Kiwi. And I think he was asking who would win in a fight between yourself and Martin. I think it's a very good question to have. I know Martin fancies himself as a bit of a, it's a very, uh, It's a very relevant question. <laughs> yeah, yeah in, in the context of the current political climate, con- yeah. 100%. <laughs> 100%. It fits in perfectly. Um, I, think it depends, I think it depends on the situation. If it's for the last battle of Sun Shimmer and Asda, <laughs> Martin, Martin wins it hands down. But if it's, go last, anyone. if it's for the last batter of Sassy's in the chip shop at the end of the night at 3 o'clock in the morning when you're singing uh, rabble songs, I win hands down. That, well, I'll just, I'll just ref. And, uh, you just ref. So I'll, 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 yeah. I'll, I'll hold us both up. <laughs> 100%. But, Pierce, it's been fantastic uh, chatting away to you, mate. And, yeah, keeping keep positive and bringing positivity. I think to all our, our viewers like, really enjoyed it as well. They did. They loved it. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, it's been fantastic, mate. And I'll, I'll chat to you soon. Yeah, good. Looking forward. Speak to you soon, pal. All the best, mate.